I'm talking about your local public library, the place the haters are trying to shut down right now in order to save a few dollars. Don't let them do it. It's a magical place. Back when I was in high school, I was at the library doing my little dance for the ladies. I pulled a book off the shelf I was sure would draw their attention from the rest of my friends, especially the good-looking guy, Chris. It worked. The book was called Hypnotism. Let me hypnotize you, I said to the pretty girl next to me, Carrie. Beautiful Carrie. You can't hypnotize nobody. We'll see. Right there, chapter one, induction. There was a bunch of blah, blah, blah about the need for necessary precautions and trained personnel and such, but I flipped right over that to the good stuff, and there it was. A sample induction for the purposes of hypnosis. I put on my best movie villain voice and began to read. First of all, I want you to relax. Relax. Shh. People were gathering around. Everybody shut up. Shut up. Like I said, first of all, I want you to relax. We're going to take a few long, deep breaths. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale, breathing relaxation in with every breath. Inhale. Exhale. Deeper and deeper and deeper. Every sound you hear, every breath you take, you will find yourself becoming more deeper and deeper and deeply relaxed. Deeper and deeper. Every sound, every breath. And now, I got to break this story up a little bit because I do not want anybody out there in Radio Land to have any type of incident. DJ, give us a little something. Scratch me up something. Cool. Cool. Now, back to the story. And deeper and deeper. I read the induction exactly the way it was on the page. It read, and I quote, you are now hypnotized. I looked up. And there, the pretty Carrie sat rocking just a little bit back and forth, back and forth, eyes almost closed, looking at nothing, nothing at all. No way. Everybody was laughing, cutting up. Carrie, 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 stop playing. Carrie. If it had been anybody else, the performance would have been dismissed. But Carrie was incapable of holding a joke. Carrie, for real? Carrie, I'm waving my hands in front of her eyes like they do in the movies, all up in her face, and she's not moving. Then everybody's looking at me. Then everybody's grabbing for the book, but I am not having it. Let go. Let go. Let go. I turn to the next chapter, and it's something about methods to test the degree of trance. I read, I want you to imagine that something very, very heavy is attached to your eyelids. In fact, it's so heavy that even the thought of lifting your eyelids makes it heavier, heavier, extremely heavy now. Try to open your eyes. Carrie struggled to obey, her eyebrows raised, but despite the strain, her eyelids remain closed. You may relax. Carrie relaxed, my status was growing by the minute. Carrie, I want you to hold out your right arm. She stuck it out. Now, Carrie, 
I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine that your arm is as rigid as a rock. In fact, I want you to imagine that your arm is made of solid, unbreakable steel. There is no force in the universe that can bend such powerful metal. Nothing at all can bend your arm. I try, I strain theatrically for effect, but just as the book suggests, I can't bend the weak, skinny girl arm. Others, they come, they try, and the arm remains just as rigid for them as it had been for me. Now, Carrie, when you wake from this hypnotic trance, you won't remember a thing, but you will feel refreshed and invigorated. On the count of three, you will awake. One, two, three. Carrie opened her eyes and looked back at the faces staring at her. You were hypnotized. The crowd went wild. This happened in front of witnesses. The next day in school, I was going to be a hero and no one was going to spoil my joy. I grabbed the book and ran to check it out. Turned out, my buddy Chris was thinking how to put a monkey wrench in my plans for domination. The library had two copies. I rushed home, eager to explore my newfound powers. My little brother Micah was barking like a dog within minutes. At school the next day, Chris successfully put a girl under and tied an imaginary helium balloon to her finger. Everybody clapped as her right hand kept rising above her head despite her attempts to keep it in her lap. I seethed encountered by hypnotizing three people at the same time and having them huddle together for warmth, convinced that it was 30 degrees below zero. Chris struck back later in the day with reports he had several people asking for water as if they were so very, very thirsty. The next day, I came back, and I came back hard as the teacher had long ago abandoned control of history class, I used the time and went for the holy grail. Age regression. Okay, I want you to imagine yourself growing younger. Do you understand younger? When I give the signal, you will start to grow younger and younger at my command. Twelve. Ten. You are now eight years old. Five. Four. Now, James, come up here and write your name on the blackboard. I can't. Why not? I don't know how to write my name. When the gasps subsided, my crown remained secure for several days. The sudden respect was palpable. I enjoyed every minute of it. Then... Shocking news erupted from the drama class. Chris had done the unthinkable, the unbelievable, the unholy. Past life regression. I ran to see for myself, and there he was. Taking age regression to its unnatural climax. Ten, eight, five, 
four, three years old, two, one, zero. Imagine yourself surrounded by a sea of warm water. Now, I want you to see if you can feel a pull. If you feel a tug, if you feel the slightest whisper of a pull, I want you to swim toward it. And if you see light, I want you to swim toward that light. Some people have claimed they can re-enter the bodies of former selves through the aid of concentrated focus. I'm going to help you reach for one of those points right now on the count of three. One, two, three. And wouldn't you know it, the girl emerged, blinked her eyes wide, and started speaking some kind of nonsense as if it were a real language. Man, I was so pissed, so pissed, but it was so cool. I had to hand it to him. All right, Chris. All right, dog. That was hot. That was hot. You got me. After doing something so spectacular, he could afford to throw me a bone. He had tickets to see Mr. Tom. Mr. Tom was the baddest, coolest stage hypnotist that we had ever just heard of. And it just so happened he was coming to Grand Valley State University right outside of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he said, you're driving. Deal. The show was amazing. Mr. Tom was amazing. He hypnotized 40 volunteer audience members at a toss. And then the fun started. People would suddenly feel compelled to storm the stage with their secret messages. Others screamed in alien tongues until others jumped up to translate. Make no mistake, for us, this was the highest form of high art. We couldn't wait to talk to him after the show and tell him how we were already following in his footsteps. He was mobbed after the program, so we bit our time. We were practitioners of the craft and didn't want him to confuse us with groupies. He noticed us waiting and the great man came over to us. Thanks for coming out, fellas. How can I help you? We told him everything. We told him how we'd been practicing hypnotism, how we'd already gotten some great tricks under our belt, how the show had really inspired us to keep trying for higher level effects. I was about to say something else cool about us, and Tom exploded. <laughs> you, you, you idiot! You idiot! This is not a toy! This is not something that jackasses can play at! I don't know what I expected his reaction to be, but this was not going well. Listen, listen to me, listen to me. This tool short circuits all the protective covering people have built up over lifetimes. You, you like to fool with age regression? Did, did you see how I asked everybody how many of you have had a happy childhood? How many had a happy childhood? If they hesitated for even a second, I made them sleep. Only, only the happy, happy got to play the good time games. What if I brought someone to age three but in their house when they were three, maybe things weren't going so well with the new stepdad. Maybe they were locked in the closet. Maybe whatever. People are carrying around stuff. Just barely
really holding it together, and they don't need you clowns screwing with them. You, you, you idiots. You promised me right here and right now you're going to knock this crap off. Yes, Mr. Tom, sir. Do you? Yes, yes, Mr. Tom, sir. The next day, early, brothers in crime, we were both at the library. We had tasted from the fruit of the tree of knowledge and paid her horrible price to restore order to the universe. I broke the first law of the library. I wrote in the book. In red marker, in large letters, I wrote, you are getting sleepy. Every breath you take, every move you make, this book becomes more boring and embarrassing and contemptible to you. The more you think about reading it, the more desperately you wish to throw it back on the shelf. Now, close the book, get up, and walk away. And just in case, just in an abundance of caution, if anyone out there is still hypnotized, one, two, three, you're out. All you remember is that Snap Judgment is your favorite radio program of all time. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.